we have been reflecting during Lent in the meaning of baptism. What does it mean to be a baptized Catholic? What does it mean to have received the grace of a sacrament? And one of the goals we are asking is for the grace of unleashing the grace of baptism. When we are baptized, we receive in some way this treasure with these jewels and gold and silver. And many times this treasure becomes kind of is closed. So we want to open this box and unfold and, and all the, the power and, and the graces that are contained in, 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 in the sacrament of baptism. And in the next Sundays, most of the Gospels are very much connected with the theme of baptism. Today is John 4, the story of a Samaritan woman, also known in the Orthodox Church as St. Fautina, or the woman at the well as well. It's a chapter you can read many times. It's so profound. I even read the shorter version of the Gospel. But... The theme here is baptism. This woman in some way comes in, in, a, in a stage, in a state of shame. She goes at noon to the, the well. She wants to be um, not seen. That's why she was at that hour, because of her past, basically. She was married many times, and she was feeling ashamed about that. She encounters Jesus, and then... She's transformed. Now I'm going to explain why this is a symbol of baptism. But we could say that the gospel has two promises, one promise that Jesus makes, but then two things the, the woman has to do. The promise is the promise of living water, and the, the two actions to receive that water are faith and repentance. Faith and repentance. And that's the meaning of baptism, no? the, the promise of the new life of the Holy Spirit. But we have to believe and we have to repent. So let us see first the promise of Jesus. Jesus says in, in the middle of this dialogue, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst the water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So Jesus is making a, a symbolism. This cistern, this well the woman is going to, in some way represents the world. It represents these shallow cisterns, these places we go again and again to fill up ourselves, but they don't quench us. And this is what the woman was doing. She didn't know, didn't know something better. So Jesus promises this water that is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. In the Gospel of John, living water is, is the gift of the Holy Spirit. So this water in the first place is living. Jesus says it's living water. It's a water that renews, it brings peace, it brings life. It's in opposition to deadly water. Like the other cistern, the cistern of the world, it looks good, 
Maybe it's like Kool-Aid, it, it might taste good, but it's not good for you. It's deadly. You keep drinking and, and it just makes more harm in your life. And that was the water this woman was drinking. Second, this water, Jesus says, is going to be, it's going to quench your thirst. It's going to be satisfying. It's not frustrating. Jesus is saying the system you are drinking from, that, that's not good for you. It doesn't satisfy your, your deepest quench, your deeper thirst. And then Jesus says, this is beautiful. The water I shall give you, this is a promise Jesus makes to the woman, will become like inside of you a spring of water welling up to eternal life. A spring of water is going to be a source of life inside of you. It's in contrast with maybe this other shallow cistern that you will always be scattered. You will go, always go outside yourself to find happiness. So Jesus says, the gift I want to give you, the gift of my life in you, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of supernatural life inside your heart, is going to be a source of living water welling up to eternal life. We have this force of gravity that draws us towards the world and towards sin. But if you're a baptized Christian, there's a spring of water inside of you welling up to eternal life. This is the promise Jesus makes to this woman and to any baptized person. I want to give you a life that is living, a water that is renewing, living water that truly quenches your deepest needs. And that is like a spring of water welling up. Before this promise, the woman says, Sir, give me this water, so I may not be thirsty. You have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus, I want that. I'm tired of coming to this place and never fully satisfying myself. I'm, I want something new. I want something different. I'm sick of being sick. I'm frustrated with myself. I have lost freedom. I'm broken. Do something. Give me that water. That's the promise. The response to the promise of Jesus is faith and repentance. And this is what we need in baptism as well. These are the two things we have to do. This is what Jesus promises to do for us, but we have to, one, have faith in him. And this is what we see the woman. The woman comes to faith. She believes him. She trusts in him. And she believes she's, he's a prophet and that he's the savior of the world. So next Sunday, we're going to deepen in the connection between faith and baptism. This Sunday, I want to focus in the second one. The, 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 the action of repentance. This woman receives the gift of new life, receives the living water because she repents. She realizes that she was doing something wrong. And this is a beautiful moment in the story. Jesus says, go and tell your husband. 
And she says, I don't have any husband. She gives kind of a response. Um, sorry, she said, I have one husband, I think. Um, I lost it. Maybe it was in the other longer version. Anyway, she gives a response that is half true. She doesn't want to unveil her brokenness. But Jesus says, you're right. You don't have one husband because you have five. So Jesus, in, in his truthfulness, he unveils her brokenness. And in some way, he unveils her shame. But also, she receives his words. She realizes he has, she has been wrong. But then she experiences the mercy of Christ. She experiences she can change. She experiences that Jesus still loves her. It's a beautiful moment of the story. So she repents. And, and the beautiful image of repentance is that she leaves the jar behind. She runs to Samaria and she leaves the jar behind. It's a symbol of, I want to leave my past behind. So this is the invitation for you. One of the main conditions to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, unleash the grace of baptism, is repentance. Faith is true and repentance. Many times we don't take off spiritually because we choose to remain in actions or ideas contrary to the gospel. I see it in my life and in the life of so many people. Many times I don't make the resolution to change. I don't want to give up this cistern that I know, that I know is shallow, but at least it gives me some water. And I don't truly believe in the water Jesus wants to give me. And I see it in the life of people. Many times people are good. They come to Mass, they pray. But if you want, like, think of an airplane. It's flying like this high. And then all of a sudden, they realize that they need to change something. They make a resolution to change it. They give it up. And they take off. They take off. I hope you experience that breakthrough in your life. And many times you make this inner resolution and your spiritual life takes off. Francis de Sales says, a bird wants to fly, but many times a small string is holding the leg of the, of the bird and it cannot get high. Well, it cannot fly high. That sounds like a... Um, cannot fly to the heights. So that's many times how we are. We want to fly higher, but we don't want to give up some things. And that string is keeping us, keeping up, keeping us in, in, the, in the low section of heaven. We just stay in that cistern. So I invite you in this week to pray about two things. One to pray and to ask the Holy Spirit, what is your cistern? Repentance begins with realizing the cistern. 
realizing what is between you and Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit the grace of convicting you of sin. Ask the Holy Spirit the grace of convicting you of sin. This is the first step of repentance. And, and be honest and be truthful and, and be bold. Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. Sometimes it's layers and layers of unrepentance that you need to dig and, and bring up. So that's how the conversion of this woman started. By realizing I am broken and I am going to this cistern and I know this is wrong and I want to change. Ask the Holy Spirit for that grace. The second thing I want to ask you is how can you reject that cistern? This woman left the jar. That was a very physical, graphic image. I don't want this jar. This is a symbol of my own life. I don't want to keep drawing water from this empty cistern. I want the new life, the living water that Jesus gives. So if repentance begins with realization, it continues with an inner rejection inside your heart. This is the only violence that is allowed in the gospel. Violence against sin. Violence and rejection or whatever is between you and God. Make a strong inner resolution. Say, I don't want this anymore. I don't want this anymore. It's not fulfilling me. I want your living water. And sometimes this has to be expressed in a physical, outward way. For example, if Netflix is a temptation or makes you waste time, cancel the subscription. If a website takes you to sin, block that website. If a person or a place is leading you into temptation, don't go there. Leave the jar behind. Leave the jar behind. Jesus says to this woman, if you knew the gift of God, if you knew how much I want to give you, how much I want to love you, how much I want to fulfill you, if you knew the gift of God, you will ask me to drink of this living water and you will never be thirsty again. So today when you receive communion, like that woman with sincerity and with faith, ask Jesus, give me to drink.